Welcome to the first episode of the Command Team Corner, a series of audio podcast shorts where we discuss topics important to members of our command team. I'm your host, Major Dan Lassard, Public Affairs Officer at First Special Forces Command. In this first episode, we ask Major General John Brennan, Commander of First Special Forces Command, to reflect on 2020 and the recent series of incidents in the RSOF community, and to provide us an update on the command's diversity and inclusion efforts. Sir, welcome to the Command Team Corner. We're so glad you could sit down with us today and share your thoughts on these important topics. We just ended what most people would say is a pretty tumultuous year in 2020. And we started the past year in January, potentially on the brink of war with Iran. Then the COVID pandemic emerged as a black swan event. and There were significant civil unrest. And finally, our own community had some tragic incidents of misconduct occur during the holiday period. And after seeing events unfold in the Capitol, 2021 is getting off to a pretty rocky start as well. What are your thoughts as you reflect on 2020 and what is your mindset going into 2021? Sure. And uh, I think we can all agree that we're happy to see 2020 in the rearview mirror. Um, 21 looks a lot brighter. Uh, we've, you know, in response to your um, point about COVID, obviously we've got a, a vaccine that works. And, and so as we get inoculated and our folks get back out and doing the things that they need to do uh, overseas and back here as far as training, I think the future is bright for 2021 still. Um, Obviously, we pride ourselves on being resilient uh, across the board. All of our formations were selected and trained to be resilient and masters of chaos in their environment. So dealing with crises is nothing that we're not familiar with. Um, obviously, it hits closer uh, to home when, when the crisis is in the States, um, but our folks are dealing with it remarkably well. And the numbers kind of bear that out. Our incidents of SIRs, uh, suicides are all down uh, from last year and actually trending down since really we had a kind of a peak around 2015. And it seems like the trend lines are going in the right direction and that's because we've got engaged leaders across the board. So I think the future is bright in 2021. Um, we have a lot of opportunities out there as we pivot toward great power competition. Uh, retooling our force, we've got a lot of uh, .MLPF change requests in that are turning into force design updates uh, through the Army system. Um, so we're, we're modernizing our force structure um, and across the .MLPF spectrum, all of our formations. So we've got a lot of work to do, uh, but at the end of the day, I, I, I like where I think our trajectory is going uh, with the vision out there that we, we've published. We're actually editing that uh, to modernize it even further uh, to, to take into consideration some more of the, the solder type capabilities that we're going to employ in the future. So after this holiday season where we saw some incidents of misconduct uh, and we had some tragic incidents occur within our community, you know, folks within the command are inevitably going to be asked, what the heck is going on in the RSOF community? How should our people respond? And how, how do you respond when asked that question? Sure. And, you know, I've, I've had discussions with senior leaders, you know, NCOs, warrants and formation as well. Um, we, we did have a rough closeout to 2020. Uh, we had... Obviously, in the news, we had uh, you know some some misconduct out there across our formations, but that one week does not characterize the other 51 weeks of the year, nor does it characterize the behavior of the other members of First Special Forces Command. Um, so we we need to learn from those events because obviously we missed something. Um, we thought you know actually a couple of those were success stories, folks that had seen sought help and got it, and were. By all measures of effectiveness, they were on the road to recovery from various BH issues and whatnot. Uh, but clearly, we missed something. And our peers, the peers that surrounded them, 
miss something as, as well as the, the change of command. So uh, we've got to be mindful of that. Um, the pressures from 2020 uh, kind of bared out during the holiday season. Um, you, you throw in some family tension, and that's what, you know, what happens, um, unfortunately. Sir, can you provide us an update on where the command is at with our diversity and inclusion efforts? Sure. And again, it's a multi-echelon issue that we're taking very seriously from really how we recruit all the way up through how we manage and uh, manage our immensely talented soldiers out there. Um, what, I, what I am encouraged by is folks are having the discussions at different echelons, including myself, uh, and hearing directly from the force. Um, what what are the issues out there at the grassroots level, and and I think that's the first step. So we're we're getting more in tune to what's going on at the team room level, and now we need to start doing things that are being suggested. So I know there's been a lot of discussion about how the sharp process needs some work. Uh, I think we're we're going to get after uh, some of that, uh, as well as the EO EO process. People don't see results on the end of it. I think there's a, a way to do that, and we're exploring you know based on Army regulations and do they need to be changed. Um, to more highlight the results of, um, you know, once a sharp complaint is made, what happens on the back end to publicly uh, put that information out. Like when I was a lieutenant, we had the, the discipline, like, bulletin board. Every Article 15 was on there. Um, so everybody knew what was going on in that, in that unit, what Article 15s, what the punishments were on the backside. So I think something like that you know, needs to probably be in, incorporated into the sharp EO program. And then, um, really, the again, the in addition to the the commander's blog, we've got multiple venues out there. We've got our own task force that stood up uh, to address those issues. And again, it, it starts at the recruiting. Are we recruiting from the right populations in the right places? And then, have we put any barriers that we don't even see up to allowing folks to come into the RSOF formation? So we're trying to break down any barriers that that may or may not exist. And then, really, how do we how do we manage our our talented folks out there? Uh, once as they progress through the ranks. So I'd like to close out this morning uh, by asking you, what what are you energized about as we move into 2021? Really, the, it's it's an honor to take care of and lead you know the folks in this organization. So that energizes me every day and every night. So uh, I look forward to, to coming to work to to serve those those folks and then just seeing what they're doing in their theaters of operation is amazing every day. Uh, we, we've got a lot to be proud of. We accomplished a lot during 2020, despite all the roadblocks and, <laughs> and all the, uh, the tumult. Uh, we, we've accomplished a great deal in getting after those modernization goals and preparing ourselves to compete with the NDS threats out there, China, Russia, Iran. And our, our folks have stared down those threats in their theaters of operation and have brought their partners up to a better level uh, to compete with those threats. So... Um, again, we have a lot of work to do. Um, we've been focused on CT for a long time. Uh, we're still doing that. Uh, obviously, we have folks deployed in Iraq, Syria, and Afghanistan. Um, but what they're doing now is starting to look a lot more like great power competition. Um, so we, we are in a, a staunch effort to modernize and improve our formations and make them more viable uh, through the cross-functional team concept and then really work on those processes, the legacy processes that um, get us manned, trained, and equipped and ready to fight, making those more efficient and more viable. Sir, those are great points. Our organization has certainly been busy around the globe uh, despite the hurdles that 2020 threw at us. 
Before we wrap up today, is there anything else you'd like to add? Sure. I mean, it's interacting with our folks at, at all echelons. I, I get a lot of energy out of that. It's great talking to young soldiers, NCOs, officers, just hearing from them, getting their ideas. And then, you know, I think we've got the, the commander's blog on the Nipper portal uh, that allows anybody that, that has a question or a comment or an idea really to, to proliferate that. Goes right to me. It goes right to my my SIG and obviously the CSM and the CCWO. So Chief Holton, CSM Munter, and I uh, use it as a venue. That's how we found out about the mold problem in the barracks. So it's a direct line to us, and it's anonymous if you want it to be. Um, but I think it's a great tool uh, to really take the temperature of the force, uh, as well as our engaged leaders at all echelons um, do on a daily basis. Sir, we appreciate you joining us today to discuss these important topics. We're looking forward to continuing this Command Team Corner podcast series with you and the rest of the Command Team. Thank you all for listening to this week's episode. If you have topics you would like to see addressed by the Command Team, submit them on our Commander's blog located on the First Special Forces Command portal page.